Welcome to a teaser episode of this week's Datology Coach podcast. To listen to the full episode, subscribe to our Substack at datologycoach.substack.com. Look for a link in the episode description to subscribe at 20% off. Happy Wednesday, my nuggets. It's good to be back. Uh, Sarah and I will, will be back with the regular full-length podcast next Friday, but uh, before that, I will be posting a podcast with a forensic linguist who worked service uh, secret service detail with President Clinton, who is a uh, currently a professor of forensic linguists, who I was introduced to by Jenny Young from Jenny Young Burned Haystack Dating Method on Facebook. Again, a link to that in this in the um, episode description. So I wanted to say thank you uh, to Jenny for that. I'm very excited because, you know, not only are we going to talk about sort of true crimey stuff, like the John Bonet letter, ransom letter, uh, we're also going to be talking about how to read messages and get an idea if someone's being evasive, why they're being evasive, are they being deceptive. So that interview is going to be next Tuesday, and I'm going to post, start posting excerpts from it next Wednesday. So I'm excited. And we have a couple other things lined up. We're going to be talking to somebody who uh, froze their eggs and who wants to tell their journey and their story. And we got such a (laughs) great response from the Law & Order FTG unit (laughs) that we're going to uh, make that a regular thing. And I would love to hear people's real stories, but I think what might be better is if Sarah and I research stories similar to the one we talked about from the woman who found out uh, that her, that her boyfriend had been stalking her for a year. I think it might be better if we do a combination of people's personal stories. Plus like, you know, stories we hear from podcasts or articles. If you have any articles, if you have any podcast episode recommendations that would fit that, if you have any stories that you'd like to write out or that you'd like to come on the show and and talk about anonymously, uh, just send me an email at hello at datologycoach.com. But we're going to start instituting that in the next, you know, making that a regular thing in the next couple of weeks. We probably won't do it every week because I don't want to run it into the ground, but you guys really seem to like it and we enjoyed talking about it. And uh, I'll, I'll have an update about that story probably probably next week. Now, that said, we have a number of letters and I'm going to I'm going to read one from and it's from um, it's from a man and he's a longtime listener and he says, "Hello, I've got a question for you both. As a cishet man, I'll match with someone, exchange a few fun back and forth communications on the app, which leads to a plan to meet, and then I offer my cell number to continue the convo and finalize plans before meeting." I've been noticing a number of people don't want to exchange phone numbers until after meeting. And of these people, it often doesn't go beyond the first date. Obviously, first dates go as they go and you say thank you and move on. But I do wonder if I should be seeing this as a personal security issue or as a potential red flag of unavailability. Thanks. So uh, I often tell women, don't give your phone number out until after you've met somebody and while it's definitely a personal safety issue because with a phone number somebody can 
get an awful lot of personal information about you by if depending on you know how, whether or not they pay for a certain service to plop a phone number in and do a search, but also because they don't want to be um, they don't want to get sucked into that texting vortex, right? And also because they're setting a boundary, and women are becoming very hip to how important it is to set a boundary so early on because it tells so tells them so much about somebody. But I think the main reason they don't do it, one, is safety, but also they don't want to end up in a situation where they're just texting back and forth and texting back and forth for days on end uh, and like sort of this open-ended conversation where a date is never set up. So they're giving less personal contact information as a way to, I think, prevent, you know, value their time, basically. So don't necessarily take it as a red flag. More and more, people are just being more cautious. By people, I I do mean women. Women are just being more cautious about who they they give their personal contact info to, how close they let, you know, a a man that they've never met into, into their space. And they really are. They're just sort of preserving their peace and valuing their time and, um, they don't really worry if they're if they're turning the guy off or alienating. They're just more thinking either he'll get it and he'll respect it or he won't. And then I'll know. So they're just they're they're being more discerning is what it's coming down to. Don't necessarily take it as a red flag and understand, understand why, why it's a security issue and and why. Why women are valuing their time more that's that those are the two things the two reasons why i think women are hesitant to give out their phone number here's another one from dating over 40 boyfriend 39 is on the verge of breaking up with me 43 it's been a bumpy couple of months my avoidant boyfriend has been taking me on a roller coaster he's always been anxious and a little depressed he keeps being hot and cold with me We have great times, and then he suddenly pulls away, saying that our relationship isn't working because he feels like he's suffocating. The problem comes from him. He's never had a long relationship and is obviously scared of commitment, even though we have been together one and a half years now. He says that he's been trying so hard, but I don't give him space. We do not live together, but I'm mostly at his, most often because he wants me to go there. This weekend, he said this is not working and that we should break up. After some talks and lots of lots of tears, we didn't conclude on what the plan was. He says he loves me and is scared to be without me, but that he feels oppressed and we are not intimate and he is depressed and doesn't want to drag me down with him. I decided to give him space to figure out what he wants. We briefly spoke on the phone tonight and he said we should have a chat in the next couple of days. That we usually don't say things from fear. Uh, that we usually don't say things from fear of losing each other. And now is the time to talk and lay our cards on the table to see if we can be together or not. I'm not sure what to say, what to do and what to expect. And then she says, please spare the mean comments. This is not a place to judge. I am asking for advice. Well, uh, you came to the wrong place. (laughs) Uh, This is a big old fuck that guy. You are not a therapist. And it is not your job to help him navigate his mental illness, if there is one, his attachment style disorder, if there is one. It's not your place. It's not your responsibility. He's an adult. That is his responsibility. 
He's being selfish and thoughtless by thinking it's okay to take you on this roller coaster ride of a relationship. He's either in or he's out. And that's it. Those are the two choices. Dealer's fucking choice. Figure it out. Because what he's doing to you is putting you through the ringer. And he doesn't care. And that's really important to pay attention to. He does not care. Somebody who cares is going to step back and say, I'm not the right person for you right now. And I, I and I might never be. And I care about you too much to want to see you distraught and confused. He's not doing that. Somebody who cares about you is going to make your feelings, your comfort, your safety a priority at all times. Okay, so uh, somebody who jerks you around like this and just expects you to sit back while he has one of his fucking mood swings. Fuck that guy. We're not we're not doing that. We're not dating somebody like that. So if somebody is hot and cold with you, if somebody expresses any kind of hesitation, walk. Because what they're doing is they're feeding you everything and making you be the one to make the choice because they don't want to be the bad guy. We're not doing anybody's heavy lifting. We're not doing anybody's dirty work. Okay. Cause you have your own stuff to deal with. And I don't, and if they're not showing concern about that, then they don't care about you. Here's another one. Divorce men that don't want to get married ever again. And then she says, why? I met a guy last week who told me he is looking for a partner but also was not interested in getting married again. He divorced in 2019. I've never been married and the great love of my life is yet to be. And his comments about not ever letting the government into his relationship again made me feel pretty deflated. It took me a day or two to process and I texted him today to let him know I was feeling like we were really far apart on what we were looking for. He quickly replied that it wasn't set in stone and he'd discussed marriage with the right person. To be honest, I think he is really interested in me, so he's telling me what I need to hear to move forward. What say you all? Uh, edit to add, thank you, everyone, for the input. I have come to the conclusion that him not wanting to get married is his very understandable attempt to protect himself from his painful emotional financial experience of divorce. While well, my wanting to get married is an attempt by me to protect myself from my painful experiences with being strung along and contributing resources to someone who has no intention of reciprocating but saying the opposite. Uh, here's the thing. And, and it's kind of like, you know, if you're, you're, you're dating somebody and they say, I don't want to have kids and, and you want kids or they want kids and you don't, it's not fair to ask anybody to give up on something like wanting kids or wanting to be married. You, it's not fair to ask them to give up that desire or that goal for you. So again, somebody who truly cares, somebody who's truly self-aware would say, I don't want what you want and I don't see myself ever wanting it. And so I, I think this doesn't work. And I know that's difficult to do because you think, well, I really like this person. I really enjoy them. And I don't want to be alone like most men. I will repeat this again, and, and I think we have a new merch idea, and I will put this on a t-shirt. I will put this on a t-shirt. Men have no problem wasting women's time. None. 
women, we don't, we're more considerate because we're groomed and we're conditioned to be our entire lives. If you want to be married, if you want to live together, if you want children, if you want a relationship where you don't live in the same place, whatever you want, you are allowed to want that. And you shouldn't have to compromise on something like that. We're not talking about, oh, I really wish I could meet somebody who, you know, who liked the outdoors. You know, we're talking about, let's let's talk about a like a fundamental core value situation, right? You should never have to compromise on that. You know, oh, I want someone who's a little bit more patient and who's a little bit more tolerant. No, nope, you don't you don't have to compromise on that. There is always going to be somebody out there who can give you what you want. And you have to remember that. And we see we forget that and we get we get panicky and we think, well, what if this is my what if this is my only shot? It's not. It's not. It's too many people out there for that to be your only chance. Um he's well within his rights to not want to be married again. And don't head hop and try to figure out why that is. If he says, I don't want the government involved in my relationships, take him at, take that at face value. That's it. Could there be more? Sure. Don't play that game because you're going to convince yourself that, oh, he's just afraid to love. He's not. He's not. He just doesn't want, <laughs> he just doesn't want uh, legalities involved with his relationship. And yeah, maybe he doesn't ever want to be in a situation where he gets screwed financially. Maybe that's what it comes down to. I assure you it's not because he doesn't want to be hurt again. And it's that it's far more self-serving. Like, I don't want to lose my shirt in another divorce. I don't want to go, I don't have to get, want to get a lawyer if it doesn't work out. So t- when they say why they don't want to get married, take it at face value. Don't head hop. Don't analyze it. Because that's what keeps us stuck in situations that are dead end. Now, if you want to get married, Go get married. Find someone who wants to marry you because you will find somebody who wants to marry you. When you are clear about what you want, when you communicate what you want, when you set those expectations right up front, you're going to filter out people like this. And you're going to attract people who are going to be on the same page. So don't make, never, ever make yourself smaller to accommodate somebody else's limitations. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. So if you want to be married, you can find someone who wants to be married. He's not it. Fuck that guy. All right. Remember, so if you haven't, if you haven't uh, subscribed or become a paid subscriber, the interview with the forensic linguist is going to be for paid subscribers only. Uh, I might post a teaser, but... I I just think this is going to be so fascinating. And so I'm so excited to talk to this guy. So I interview him next Tuesday and I will post, start posting parts of the interview um, between Wednesday and Friday. But to listen to it, you have to be a paid subscriber. Uh, well, let's see, what else? Oh, send in your letters. Hello at datealgicoach.com. Send them through the website. Get the Master Online Dating online courses so you can learn how to write the best dating profile ever. Go to the website. You can get a quickie dating profile review. I've set up. If you go to the website, um, I've uh, I've automatically applied the discount so that you don't have to put in a code for Substack members. So uh, just go to 
go to the website and register for a quickie dating profile review session. It's only, they're only $49 now and it's 30 minutes and we'll go through everything and we'll just figure out what's working, what's not, or maybe you don't have to make any changes. All right. Nuggets. It's great to be back. It's good to talk to you. Um, Regular podcast will return next Friday, but we'll be posting nugget episodes before then. Oh, I think one thing else Sarah wants to do is she wants to talk about the Britney Spears book. And I think that would be a good idea as well, because she talks a lot about dating and her relationships in there. Any other ideas, any other audiobooks you want us to cover, any shows you want us to cover, shoot me an email, hello at datologycoach.com. Follow me on Substack at Datology Coach and My Character Analysis. Follow me on YouTube, uh, Datology Coach and My Character Analysis. I'll put the links in the event descriptions. And we'll see you in a few days. Bye.